Hey, I'm Casey Stone, and I am a lover and an encourager of people. Come on, that's you. I know this faith message is going to help you today. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm Casey Stone. Man, thank you so much for being with me today. I see you jumping on. Uh, If you'll do me a quick favor, will you share this with your friends? Right, we're going to fix it and get into some teaching, and the Word of God says that wisdom is the best thing we can do for ourselves. Come on, so don't don't hog all the wisdom for yourself. Share it with your friends, share it to your family, uh, and to those that you know. This is going to be a blessing to you today. Um, and then also, if you have any prayer requests, I'd love to pray for you. Truly, it would be my honor. You can leave any prayer requests in the comment section below, uh, or you can email them to Stone Ministries. Uh, you can email them to info at stoneministries.online, and my team and I would truly be so grateful that you entrusted us to pray with you. And we'll do it. I promise we will. Amen. Last thing, if these podcasts are ministering to you, uh, like I know that they are, if you would like to sow seed, we have a link in the comment section, uh, in the description rather, that you can do that as well. So thank you so much for that uh, in advance. I want to look today out of the book of Revelation. Revelation. (laughs) No S, just Revelation. Revelation, the book of Revelation. And, you know, a lot of times people take the book of Revelation and describe it or think of it as a uh, book of the end time. But in fact, if we look closely, the book of Revelation is actually described as a revelation of Jesus Christ revelation of Jesus Christ. And so there's over 20 names that are referencing Jesus in this book. Uh, And, you know, the names of Jesus are so important because it describes to us who he is, what his character is like, what he will or what he won't do. Amen. What he will or won't do, what he has done or what he hasn't done, what he's a part of and what he's not a part of. Amen. So this allows us to get a deeper look at who Jesus is in our life. And today, uh, in Revelation chapter 1, Jesus begins to name himself, and I want to look specifically at verse 8. Verse 8 of Revelation chapter 1 says this, I am, say I am, he is, not you, (laughs) just kidding. No, I am, he says, I am the Alpha and Omega, beginning and the ending, right? That's translated as ending. So he says, I'm the alpha and omega, beginning and the ending, says the Lord, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. He says, I'm alpha and I'm omega, beginning and the end. Now in chapter 21, he he repeats himself. He says the same thing. Verse six, he says, I'm alpha and omega, beginning and the end. But then in the very next chapter, he adds something else. And I want to add that to this in Revelation chapter 1, what Jesus says in 22, verse 13. He says, I'm Alpha and Omega, beginning and the end, first and last, right? So Alpha and Omega is the name, beginning and the end, first and the last, describes what the name is. Amen. This is so good. Alpha and Omega is the name, beginning and the end, first and last, describes what his name means. I love how he also throws this in. He says, I'm Alpha and Omega, beginning and the end, first and last. And then he just throws in, who is, who was, and who is to come. (laughs) What's he saying? 
He says, I am Alpha and Omega, and I am timeless. Woo! I'm timeless, which means there's never been a moment, and there never will be a moment, that he doesn't exist. Oh, man, I don't know if that blesses you like it does me, but that comforts me today. That brings so much comfort into my life, into every situation that I'm facing, because it tells me that God's never left me, nor will he ever. So good. So good. He's saying, I'm timeless. I'm timeless. There's never been a moment that I don't exist, and there never will be a moment that I don't exist in your life, in your moment that you're facing right now. Amen. I want to look specifically today at the word alpha. He says, I'm alpha and omega. We're going to look today at the word alpha. And then next week, can we look at omega? Will you join me? Will you come back next week when we research and, and just, uh, just, uh, have a lesson on the word omega, right? The name, the end of his name, omega there. Uh, I want you to come back. Today, I want to describe it kind of like as the appetizer, right? Today, we're getting the pickles, fried pickles in the ranch. Oh, Jesus, now I'm hungry. But you get fried pickles and ranch as an appetizer at a restaurant. That's what this is today. So you got to come back for lunch next week. Will you do that with me? Will you do that? Amen. Today, we're going to look at the word alpha. Alpha. He says, I'm alpha. I'm the beginning. I'm the first. Oh, and actually, will you do me a quick favor? I almost forgot. We are so close to 5,000 subscribers on the YouTube channel that you're watching this on, maybe. Listen, I'm, it would mean so much to me. Will you just take a quick second and subscribe? Takes, takes like two seconds. Just click the subscribe button, and I say we hit 5,000 and then double it. Come on, that doubles the reach of the people hearing the gospel of Jesus Christ. It would mean so much to me. Thank you for doing that. Thank you so much. So Jesus says here, <clears throat> he says, I am alpha. I am alpha. I'm the beginning. I'm the first. I'm alpha. And the word alpha here in the original text, when we research this out, the word alpha is the one, there's an emphasis on that one, the, the one that brought all things, say all things, into existence. He is the one that brings all all things into existence. <clears throat> now, when we hear the word all things in this passage of scripture, in this description of who Jesus is, bringing all things into existence as alpha, when we hear the, the phrase all things, we have to be careful here because in denominational circles or you know doctrines, uh, people can take this and run with it and then you get bad doctrine, you get bad teaching. Because there's not an understanding of who he is, what he will do, what he won't do. Remember at the beginning of this podcast, I talked about how important it is to know the character of Jesus by knowing his names. Amen. What he will do, what he won't do, what he has done, what he has not done. Amen. So good. So he says uh, in the word alpha, the, the one who brings all things into existence. And the words, the words all things here, we have to be careful with. Uh, because there's things in the earth, there's things that exist that we know Jesus had nothing to do with. Can we agree on that? You think Jesus had anything to do with sickness? No, other than healing it. Come on, yeah. He had nothing to do with sickness. Jesus has nothing to do with lack. He has nothing to do with disease. He has nothing to do with debt, right? These are things that Jesus did not bring into existence. Oh, Pastor Casey, I thought you said all things. That's all things. Listen. I'm glad you're here. If you think that, I'm glad you're here. Let's look at this. 
What are the all things that Jesus brought into existence, right? Let's look at it. Second Peter chapter one and verse three, it says this, his divine power, and that translated from the original text is the Godhead. His divine power, the Godhead, the Father, the Son, Jesus, the Alpha, amen, and the Holy Ghost has given to us all things, there's that phrase again, all things, say all things, all things that pertain to life and godliness. Now catch this, the end of that scripture, it says that he's given us all things, that his divine power, the Godhead, the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge, say the knowledge, through the knowledge of him, through the knowledge of him. How important is it for us to know the knowledge, uh, to have knowledge of, of who he is and what he will or won't do? Very important. This is saying we have to know the knowledge of him. He's only bringing all things that pertain to life and godliness. Does sickness pertain to life and godliness? No. So we can rule that out as on the list of all things. Oh, I hope you're getting this. This is so good. He is alpha. He is the one that brings all things that pertain to life and godliness into existence. Amen. That's so good. He, pertains all, he brings all things that pertain to life and godliness into existence. The word here, uh, beginning in the original text, he says, I'm alpha and I'm beginning, right? The word beginning here in the original text means the ground on which one can base himself. The beginning, the ground on which one can base himself. The foundation, the solid foundation. And <clears throat> so we can say it like this, the ground on which we build our life. He is the ground. He's alpha. <clears throat> He's the beginning, the ground on which we can build our life. And how important is it to build our life knowing who he is first? That's good. If you're going to build your life on something, baby, you better believe uh, that you know who he is, right, and have a right understanding of who he is. We can't build without a beginning. We can't build without a foundation. So good. In the beginning, God created. In the beginning was the word, right? Catch that. In the beginning. Jesus is alpha. He's beginning, and he's got beginnings for us. Amen. He's got beginnings for us. I want to look really quick at Isaiah chapter 40, uh, 46 and verse 10. Isaiah chapter 46 and verse 10, it says, he declares the end from the beginning. Woo, this is going to be so good next week. We're going to get really deep into that. He declares the end from the beginning. He's standing in the beginning and already declares the end. Oh, trust me, you don't want to miss next week. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's so good. Isaiah 46, 10, he declares the end from the beginning. And he says, I declare the end from the beginning and from ancient times, things that are not yet done, saying... My counsel or my plans or my purposes shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. My counsel or my purposes shall stand. In other words, what I say is going to come to pass. What I say to do will be done. Come on. What I ask you to do, what I've called you to do, what I've uh, um, sent you to do will stand. Nothing. It doesn't matter who stands against it. It doesn't matter who speaks against it. Come on. I, I like to think of it like this. See, there's, there's times in Scripture where we look at God and he becomes gangster. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> he, says, he says, mark my words. That's what he's saying here. 
It doesn't matter who stands against your beginning. It doesn't matter who speaks against your beginning. If he said it, it will stand. So good. Whoo, so good. Listen, I get fired up about the word of God, and I hope you do too. This is so powerful, and this will help you today. Your beginnings is what he has asked you to do. Your beginnings is what he has placed in your life, if it pertains to life and godliness if it pertains to life and godliness. But talking about beginnings, we were given a warning by God in Zechariah chapter four and verse 10. And this is a very familiar scripture to you. I know it is, you've heard it before. And in Zechariah chapter four, verse 10, God says through Zechariah, he says, do not despise the small beginnings. Don't despise the small beginnings. Listen, if, if, if it will, if it will uh, stand and it will go forward, no matter who's speaking against it, make sure you're not the one speaking against it. <laughs> In other words, right? He's saying don't despise the small beginnings. <clears throat> this is a warning from God, right? I saw this as a warning from God whenever I started researching and, and studying for this Alpha uh, teaching today. This is a warning, and God says don't despise the small beginnings. Listen, it's not going to look right to you in the natural realm. That's what he's saying. That's what he's saying here. It may look like you can't. It may look like everything is stacked against you. It may look like, but don't despise the small beginnings. The word despise here means to disrespect or to hold in contempt. He says, don't hold it in contempt. Don't put me in a box, right? Don't put me in a box because if I'm alpha and I know the beginning and I call the end from the beginning, then I know exactly what's gonna happen, right? Don't contain me. Don't confine me to what your natural eye can see. This is so powerful today. This is so powerful. Don't don't put me in a box, right? And if he's declared the end from the beginning, then we know that all provision is made in between. So good, so good. He says, don't despise the small beginnings. Don't misread your beginning that I've called you into. Don't misread the beginning that I've set up for you because if you misread the beginning, then you may not make it to the end that I have set in place. We're gonna get more into that next week. So good, man, don't despise. And see what drives us nuts, the reason that it drives us nuts is because a lot of times, you know, I've even got people on my staff here that are so organized and planners and they wanna know every detail of everything. And when we go into staff meetings and I'm like, here's what the Lord said to do. And they're like, okay, but what's the next step? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Don't look at me like I'm crazy. He's the one that sets the beginnings, right? He can give you a plan and he can give you a general idea of what's happening. But a lot of times we don't know the end. We don't know the end, right? See, God orders our steps and he orders them as they're needed. (laughs) We know the general idea and the plan of the beginning of what's happening, Right, And we can probably uh, kind of imagine or think about what's coming, but we don't know until we get that next order. We don't know until we get that next step. That's called faith, right? That's why it's so important to live by faith, not by sight. Live by faith because God's ordering our steps from the beginning, from the alpha that he has brought into existence. Oh, this is so good. I hope it's helping you today. Listen, we also have a promise from the word that he who began a good work will tell us all about it all up front. No, it doesn't say that. No, it doesn't. It says, it says, he who began a good work in you began, beginning, he who began a good work in you, he will be faithful to complete it. He's going to be faithful to complete it. 
so good. He who began a good work will give you the orders as they're necessary, the steps as they're necessary. We just walk it out. We walk it out. We walk out. God gives us the beginning, and then we just take steps to be able to get to the end that he's already set up. We'll get more into that next week again. So good. We walk it out. Y'all remember David. Of course you do. Every single church has Bible stories all about David, Bible lessons all about David. So David, in 1 Samuel chapter 17, uh, he's already king. He's already been anointed king, but Saul uh, is not stepping down, right? So David can take his place, but he's already been anointed king. Uh, And in verse 36 of 1 Samuel chapter 17, see, this is a conversation between David and Saul, and Saul is saying, you can't go kill Goliath. Are you kidding me? He's, he's been a warrior since, he's, since his youth. You know what he was saying? He says he's a professional at killing people. David, what are you thinking? You can't go over there to Goliath. Are you losing your mind? Listen, listen to the end of their conversation. In uh, verse 36 of 1 Samuel chapter 17, David says, your servant, Saul, your servant, me, <laughs> has killed a lion and a bear and this uncircumcised Philistine, come on, this joker that don't even have a covenant with God, this guy will be like one of them, seeing as he has defied the armies of the living God. Moreover, David says, moreover, he says, even better than that, the Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear, he will deliver me from the hands of Goliath. He's going to deliver me just like he did from the lion and from the bear. Now, this sounds like sweet narration, right, and a powerful conversation. And it is. It's a powerful conversation. But what in the world did a lion and a bear have to do with Goliath? What in the world did a lion and a bear have to do with Goliath? Everything. The lion and the bear had everything to do with Goliath. Let me explain. David was a shepherd, right? Even after he was anointed king, he was a king shepherd. (laughs) Listen, he was a shepherd. And in their culture, in the culture, uh, David's culture, sh- uh, sons didn't take care of sheep. Sons didn't take care of the sheepfold. That was a servant's job. But David got this position. He didn't, inher- he didn't inherit sonship. He inherited servantship from his dad and his brothers because they despised him. They didn't, they didn't like him. They, they didn't want him to be around. So they just sent him out. You go take care of the, of the sheep. You be a servant right? You be a servant. It was a position that he wasn't supposed to have. And in searching this out, uh, like I said, the sons did not take care of the sheep. That was a servant's position. So David was given that position and he could have said, he could have very well said, I'm not doing this as unto the Lord. Are you kidding me? This is a small beginning. I'm worth so much more than this. I'm king. I've been anointed king. I don't deserve to be out here tending to the sheep. This isn't my full potential. I can do so much more. You ever felt like that? You ever felt like that in a small beginning? God, I could be doing so much more. Are you kidding me? This is the beginning that you gave me? This is the beginning that you gave me? Listen, if God gave it to you, it's pertaining to life and godliness. It's pertaining to life and godliness. And see, David even knew that God was with him because in 2 Samuel chapter uh, 7, God tells him, I was with you in the sheepfold. I was with you in the sheepfold. So being a shepherd was David's 
Alpha for the Omega, being king, sitting on the throne, right? That was spoken from the beginning. And if that was uh, 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 David's mindset of being just a small beginning, what, what would have happened if he would have said, whenever he saw the lion and the bear uh, coming, if he would have been like, just take the stupid sheep, I don't care. I don't care, I'm king. Why do, why do I care about a dadgum sheep? Take the sheep, you take the sheep, I don't care. You want this one too? What? Right? No. What if he would have had that mindset? Then we would have never have heard about David killing Goliath. If he would have had that mindset, he wouldn't have been prepared for the Goliath in the next season. If he wouldn't have taken such care of the sheep in that alpha, in that small beginning, then we would never have heard of David killing Goliath because he wouldn't have been prepared for the next season. This is so powerful. Don't despise the small beginnings. And what's more is God did not pull David aside and say, come here, David, now let me, let me talk to you for just a second. You're gonna be king and you're gonna sit on a throne, but first, I need you in this season, in this small beginning, in this alpha, to be a shepherd. David had no idea what the end was. He was just faithful with the beginning. David didn't know what the end was, but he was faithful with the beginning. See, we've got to be faithful with the beginnings. We've got to be faithful with the alphas that God has placed in our life. Because if he's brought them, then they are pertaining to life and godliness in this season. This is beautiful. This is so beautiful. Jesus is our alpha today. He's our beginning, right? I want to get so much more into this next week, and I hope you'll join me again. We're going to talk next week. We're going to, we're going to expand on this and then move into omega, right? He's the alpha and omega, beginning and the end, first and the last. There's so much meat in this, and I want to get it to you next week. Can we do that? Please come back and join me, right? Remember, today was appetizer. <laughs> We're going to come back for lunch next week. I hope you're hungry. I hope you are hungry. You are so amazing, so amazing, in case nobody's told you that lately. And I love you so much. Yes, you. And I can't wait to see you again next week. God bless you. <laughs>